Hello, everyone, and welcome to your Uncle's Beach House, episode 81. Uh, I'm Jackson, and I'm joined by a guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, my name's Liv. I've been on a few beach houses in the past. That's so um, true. Yeah, some some high highs and a, and a couple of lows. What were your lows? My, my lows were... Um, was in Megazone twenty three? Oh, that was you. Okay, that's, yeah, that, that's a yeah. Well, Megazone twenty three part three is a real low, but the rest of it, yes, you know, we've had lower. Um, and you know, you know what? I think I may be confusing one for just having appeared on an episode of Seed Destiny, and also the part of Gundam Wing that gets really bad. So <laughs> maybe those are the other two. I think Kaiba, Kaiba was also middling, but oh yeah, yeah no, that was like you also what are you doing? It's weird. Like it looks great, but what are you doing, yeah. man? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank you for joining us. What have what have you brought today? We were in the DMs working out ideas for this. Like, what do I, what do I do in this like era with guests? Oh, actually, you know what I should say is that if you're listening to this in the GGP feed, there's no GGP this week. Um. If you didn't see the announcement in the Discord and uh, on Twitter, uh, there's no there's no DGP uh, because M is currently in the hospital uh, for some surgery and is having a bad time. Uh, should be okay, fairly sure. I don't think it's anything life threatening, but it does fucking suck. Um, so yeah, everyone send good vibes to M, uh, and I will keep going, uh, keep making stuff. Um, I don't know if we'll be back, be back next week or not. We have literally this happened the other day, and we uh, have not had the conversation about like what the changes for the short term. But whatever it is, I will keep making podcasts uh, so that you know I can still have stuff on the Patreon, so the Patreon can pay for whatever healthcare they fucking need. It's a bad cycle <laughs> out here. Um, so thank you very much for everyone's support, and hope hopefully everyone can be understanding about the pods. Uh, but I continue with these beach houses. So yes, uh, we're talking to you, Liv. Like, oh, what should we do with this other thing uh, for this this like period with the strike to do some extra beach houses and we wanted to pick something that didn't suck yeah that was my main goal because i well funnily enough the first thing i suggested to you was valve rave which um <laughs> was is apparently terrible so <laughs> you did suggest valve rave before i had announced the valve rave episode and yes. i was like i've already in another dm have been doing this don't worry many people have heard the call uh and then after this in Soltaker, I uh, was like, let's pivot to doing something a little more respectable. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I've, you know, I'm uh, decently watched on uh, Keone Animation stuff. And mm-hmm. at worst, I think their shows are good. Um, and a couple of real classics. Um, Sound Euphonium. It's a really good show. But, uh, yeah, I was hoping this would be, like, excellent. Um Maybe parts of it are, but I think uh, it's 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 a little you know Hyoka is kind of a mixed bag. I think. I yeah. Know. So we watched Hyoka, the 2012 um, Kiyomani anime uh, based on the uh, classic literary club novels. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah. And um, uh, you know the, they adapted them. Uh, I think they adapted four of them, and you can tell because the anime doesn't have a fucking ending. 
Uh, you're like, oh, no. we're just done with it now? The show's over? Okay, sure. Adapting light novels. <laughs> uh, Apparently this was everyone's complaint at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, novels by Hanobi uh, Yonazawa. Uh, show directed by uh, Yasuhiro Takamoto, uh, who is the famous uh, co-director, the guy that was brought in after the Lucky Star guy got super fired for from uh, Kyoto Animation to be the like second on a uh, um, Harry, uh, and so yeah. this is him directing without the I f- don't have his name on the page, but without the guy who was like the chief director on Harry, it's just him in the chair now, uh, and he's making Kyoko, and honestly, it's very similar to Harry. It's very similar to Disappearance, actually, like aesthetically. I was like, well, they somehow put the disappearance look on a tv show that's crazy how much money do they have no i kept thinking the show came out in like 2015 or 2017 but no this is 2012 this like looks unbelievably good a lot of the time um yeah for a show this kind yeah um uh it is about uh hotaro Areki, uh who is a like high school aloof guy who doesn't want to like waste his energy uh but he is brought out of his shell by uh, chitanda uh who is uh, a walking blob of moe who is curious about the world and makes him solve little <laughs> mysteries uh these mysteries are i was about to say big and small but they're either small or like small brackets three episodes uh it's all yes. about like um the strange quirks of life and like what did this book say about the thing that happened in this school 46 years ago uh and what did like what happened like with this thing that was being taken out of the library and, and how did i get locked in this room and stuff like that uh it doesn't doesn't ever blow up bigger than that um it basically follows that for about 22 episodes uh you get the main four in the club there's those are the main two and you also have uh uh satoshi and what's the other lady's name mayaka uh yes ibarra 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 um Mike ibarra and satoshi fukobi uh who are the other couple in the show because they're both like light couples uh in that uh, areki and chitanda are a couple but they're not like actually together we're not gonna have any like yes. conversations about it but they are a couple in the show uh and ibarra has a crush on fukube and fukube uh won't like acknowledge it for kind of really stupid reasons <laughs> that they do get into the one time they actually talk yeah. about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but those, that's the main the main main guys in the show. Uh, they hang out, they solve these mysteries, um, and then the show ends uh, without finishing. The show just finishes at some point. I'm like, are there more novels? I, I can't tell. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that, uh, that's that's the show. Yeah, so not really much like plot to talk about the individual mysteries, but it is a very low stakes uh, light show, which brings us to like. I went looking up. So I finished the show and I thought, that was okay. I don't really, yeah, it was okay. There's a friction point that we'll talk about. But then I went looking and all those complaints, <laughs> the, the anime complaints are either, well, not complaints, but the anime takes on the internet are either, wow, what a masterpiece, and can't have done it again, or this was so boring, nothing happened. And I'm like, does no one, <laughs> no one on the internet in 2012 know how to talk about anime? Is it, it's dire out there. Yeah, no, um, I, I think it's like moderately good you know i mean um i don't know like i think it does if it's kind of like a central strength it's like i think all the mysteries are like very fun in the moment to just kind of see how they work out because they're so low stakes Mm -hmm. it's just kind of fun to like follow the like um the trail of like why why does it did this unusual small thing happen why why this teacher say that he likes helicopters um (laughs) It turns out he he almost died, or so you know. Like, um, I, I think there's a way of like spiraling these very like small behaviors out into like these um these larger meanings that you know is is often like just works for me. I think, um, mm-hmm. and it's like pretty gorgeous to look at. You know, I think like formally this is top tier, top tier uh, stuff. Like, yeah. Yes, this is absolutely the Harry team like continuing to do that. It is it looks basically like Disappearance, which has like the the, the progression from like Harry season one, which is a two thousand six show, it looks incredible, to like season two, which looks like chaos. <laughs> uh, yes, little little shinier, little rounder, little more polished. Um, to Disappearance, which is like everything is just caked in like post process lighting and sunsets uh, and bloom and like. That's the stuff that Hyoka doubles down on, like, extremely. Yes. Um, 
There's a shot in the OP that is literally like ripped out. You know the big show off 3D pull out shot of the school from Disappearance is like in the opening. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> when you put this shot in Disappearance, I thought, why do that? This is just a complete waste of time. Like, I get it, you're showing off, but I don't understand the purpose of the showing off. Um, and then yes. that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's. Um, uh, I think I'm more impressed with just like QAnnie's like general ability to like. Uh, frame shots and and edit things in a way mm-hmm. that just feels very snappy, even if like not a lot is happening. And like truly, this is just like the lowest stakes mystery show like conceivable. So I think that's like I think I think it ends up working out. But um, yeah, it's uh, it it looks great. I I like the, I like the kind of like uh suspenseful sound soundtrack going on. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of like light um. You know, it all it all it all coheres well. You know, it's got like a um like a central aesthetic that I think, you know, it just functions very well on a baseline level. Um it's just kind of like what you're left with at the end. And that's maybe when it has more issues, I think. It, it's a weird choice for an adaptation, I feel like, because like most of the episodes are Araki is standing in one room with some other guys and he's explaining some stuff to them. And that's kind of all that yes. happens. Um, and sometimes the mysteries are like really piquing your interest. And sometimes I'm like, we have been set in this one scene for 12 minutes and the only shots are people looking back and forth at each other and they're doing their best. They're carrying this, like, if this was anyone yes. else in Kyoane, it would, be <laughs> it would not work at all, you know. Um, um, and, and to the point where they'll like... Oh, a good amount of time, especially in like the one-off episodes, they'll start like pulling out to more like abstracted art styles to like run through different possibilities of why something may or may not happen, which I guess um, I was looking around for interviews and I think they left those to like the specific episode directors. So they would like have something fun to like entertain themselves with. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, yeah. So I think, you know, that, that stuff's, that stuff's fun, but um I was like, yeah, I, I'll say that like the back, like third of the show, they really start struggling to find new visual ideas because you know these are like novels where that's all there is to it. And they're just talking through mysteries. Um, yeah, and so I think that the episodes like tend to rely on the strength of the mysteries, and the, a few are like, "There's pretty good mysteries," and some of them are like, "I don't give a shit." Um, yeah, but that's just what happens sometimes with a mystery, right? Um, I think my biggest like issue with the show is like I just didn't really like the main characters, uh, specifically the main two. I I like um uh Fukubi and uh, uh uh Ibarra. I like them, but yeah. I, I really don't like Areki. I'm like this fucking guy. God, I fucking hate him. And, uh, <laughs> I like Chitanda more, but she's not a person. She's simply like a representation of just like moe desire in anime of like yeah isn't she a perfect girl isn't she going oh i want to know i want to know uh her her uncle's got a beach house right her uncle's got a beach house um she's just like her walk cycles are frankly crazy in a way that i find (laughs) funny because i'm like it's the haruhi team oh broad it's the haruhi director and yeah i don't know exactly the crossover on the teams and it's it really like from the first episode, I was like, "Oh wow, this is Haruhi." Like it's yes. not, but but like a lot of the um, some of the uh, formal like ideas of like Areki is like monologuing to himself, where he's like kind of mopey, and then um, you know Chitanda, much like Haruhi, is like kind of pulling him along, and and you know there's a similar dynamic there. It's just like dialed down way lower. Yeah, it's like the closer thing that to Haruhi season three that Kimani are ever gonna make, right? Like yeah. Um, it is a lot of the same people making a show about this kind of the same idea, which is a aloof guy in high school uh, who sees himself above everything, is pulled out of his shell uh, by this like girl who wants to find out the mysteries of the mundane world. Um, exactly. So it has a lot of similarities, but the, all those similarities end up doing is make me think, wow, you know it was a much better fucking show than this? That yeah. would be the melancholy of Harry Suzumiya. Uh, this show is swagless. This show is so swagless. Um, <laughs> and I think that's fine. I, I, I say swagless like jokingly, but the show wants to be like melancholy and sedate and like restrained in a way that Harry is not. But it still commits to the same like... I don't know how to say this, but like just otaku formula framework that I don't necessarily think the like restrained nature works as well when it's still about a fucking 
genius guy working out all the mysteries and showing the girl who likes him uh how everything is done and she's so impressed yeah. every time. she's so impressed every time whenever he goes it's this thing that happened over here and and if you put this thing next to it it's because of this and i'm like i don't care Arecki, i hate you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it, it's a lot of like um uh, i don't know like he's it's like the plight of being like the smartest guy in the world yes! he's like oh Am I actually special? And it's like, yeah, man. But this isn't much of a thing to invest in on my behalf. It it, it made me laugh a lot because I was like, this is fundamentally no different from any other light novel tactics guy. Like, yes. he may as well be in an isekai being like, I've played the MMO 500 hours, so I know how to move my troops around. Uh, but he's just doing that for, like, finding books. Um, but, like, the yes, dynamic and- is functionally the same. Yeah, he's just not, like, a pervert and is just, like, mildly pissy as far as, like, uh, extent of um, emotion being raised here. Um, Well, there's a lot of conspicuous shots of him not wanting to do something and then, like, Chitanda moves a little too close and he blushes and he's like, well, I guess I'll do something. Um, This show is uh, so fucking powerfully horny. It's so much hornier than porn. Uh, in a way that is, I didn't really didn't click into focus till you sent me the worst interview ever. Uh, yes, where they talked about like the the poses at the end of the show when they're like on this charity road and like she showed a little bit of elbow and I'm at, uh, like a I look at my like armpit fetish and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I suddenly clicked into the place that like the chaste moments of these like two teenagers occasionally seeing each other's skin um for this show meant to be like this like these explosions of like horny desire and i'm like it's not i don't, I don't i'm just gonna say this yes up the top i don't understand the people who are like engaging with moe in like a horny manner i don't get it i know it happens it's everywhere like this is a big thing with kaon right yes uh, i love kaon i like it because it's cute and like i want to sit in the uh uh the you know the kaon room and eat tea and hang out with everybody um, yeah there's nothing sexual about fucking moe to me right but this show definitely really wants to like look this pure girl who with her eyes wide is like occasionally showing you a little bit of her chest but not like her breasts because that's too much like you just kind of see her skin a little bit isn't that powerful yeah well, and it's like with that with the context that that's how they were like thinking things <laughs> yeah. through while they're doing it it's like well now, when I'm thinking about this show now, I'm just, like, slightly uncomfortable, unfortunately. Because um, yeah. it's, like, that that's just not in the show. Um, no. Like, beyond these little, like... And I, I don't know. I found it cute, like, watching it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's... He is... He's being persuaded by this girl who's not, like, trying to persuade him in, like, a very, like, I have a crush but can't, like... I will never admit it to myself way. Um and like whilst Fukobe knows which is uh which is good but um there's just like <laughs> it's like oh okay you you had armpit fetish just making this like <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do with that it's it's very strange because yeah like I say I don't I I don't take it when I'm watching the show I'm not thinking anything horny at all because it's just no. about teenagers hanging out solving mysteries um I'm I've just never understood the uh when like that we'll have to post the interview in the discord after this episode because um the screenshots are so funny it's literally like the blue blazers quotes where he's like the appeal of a fucking schoolgirl is this i'm like what are you talking about man (laughs) (laughs) Um, sometimes you look at anime and you're like man this whole thing what's going on (laughs) yeah yeah um so that sucked uh i guess we should talk about like the arcs yeah uh, the first arc is about uh, the mystery of Hyoka itself, which is like a the journal that the um, Classics Club puts out for the first school festival. And this ties into like what happened at the school festival 45 years ago. Yeah. Um, and this arc is very funny. <laughs> <sighs> this is like when <laughs> I was very into this arc as it's going on. And then the reveal ends up being like, hmm. The Japanese student movements of the 60s. You know, they had some casualties for uh, some of the people on their side as well. You ever think about that? Um, and, uh, well, and Kyoka means ice cream. The, so, yeah, the whole mystery is about, like, why what happened with the first, uh, like, president of the uh, uh, Classic Literature Club... Uh, and why did he get expelled? And why did this like four words say that he wasn't a hero? 
Uh, and it's yeah. because uh, they did the plot of Final Fantasy Tactics uh, in the student movement in the 60s, where there was a whole student movement against the teachers. Uh, and uh, he wasn't the actual leader, but he got like elected as the leader by the rest of the guys. So he got, went down as the figurehead. Um, and he got fired for it. And there's like little bits of the mystery were like, uh, Araki puts this together but doesn't quite realize all the context and they find someone to explain exactly the bits that are missing. Um, that's the stuff that I wish there was more because I, like I say, Araki being like a genius who suddenly gets everything right is the part of the show I find most annoying. I'm like, why not just have yeah. every, all four characters equally solve the mysteries? I don't understand why we need one guy being a super genius uh, Sherlock Holmes about it. Um, and so I like whenever the he's wrong <laughs> and someone has to go, yes. no, that's not exactly how it happened. Uh, which thankfully the show does a few times. But the the way it talks about the student movements in Japan in the 60s, which, by the way, were like real militant things that spent yes. like as much time doing basically the craziest leftist infighting you've ever seen uh, as they did getting like actually assassinated by the police. Um, like, you read up, it's bad. It was fucking bad out there uh, for the student movements. And this is about a high yeah. school. It's not about the university movements, which was the bulk of it. But it's about a high school... And it's in this time, and other than, like, the generic, like, gestures to, like, ah, rebellion was in the air at the 60s. What kind of rebellion? We can't say. We won't be specific (laughs) about it. And I'm like, they were fucking Marxists. They were having Marxist wars between, like, Leninists and the Trotskyists. Yeah. Because, because of course, they were. Um, They weren't, like, it wasn't just, like, the generic sense of rebellion, but that's definitely what this this show extremely, like, papers over it. Uh, And then the reveal is, like, the thing... That the teachers did to get the students to like finally form a movement and rebel non-violently by the way they did not do any violence not like any there was no violence at the school we're keeping this what this show, this story is being nice um is they shortened the cultural festival from five days to two days and the cultural festival was our reason for living and i was like that's not what they <laughs> okay <laughs> sure yeah. uh it felt extremely otaku pilled it like can you imagine a worse fate than if they reduced yeah, the Yeah, it's like, I, I think they had, like, more, you know, um, <laughs> important demands than this cultural festival being shortened. Um, and then the whole description of, like, how this proceeds is, like, equally ridiculous, um, where, you know, this person gets elected by a vote and then is cast out and nobody ever apologizes or says anything to him. And um, they're talking with a like a librarian that she was there like years and years ago during this whole thing. And she describes it as a, uh, their complaints about the, the cultural festival being taken away, uh, like a child having their own toy taken away. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, we got a ceiling on how good this show can be, I guess. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's really it's funny. How it felt. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause it's like, I don't know why you would make the mystery about this then. Like if you don't want to talk about the like actual forces at play, uh, you just want to like linger in the aesthetics of it. Uh, you can yes. do something else. Um, you don't, have, you don't have to like fo- you don't have to like focus on the specific historical details of 60s student movements in Japan and then just kind of go, I'm not touching that. Like it's fine. You can just do something else. Which to be fair, all the other stories do. It never goes here again. It just is very funny for a couple episodes. Yes, I kept, I kept this. waiting for it to come up again since it is the title of the show, and it just never did. And you know, thank God for that, I guess. But and then the the, the like Hyoka, the like why is the journal called Hyoka? Because it's a pun. Because Hyoka means ice cream, which in English sounds like ice cream, and this is delivered completely earnestly. And I'm like. <laughs> This is so funny to watch in English. I bet it's like, kind of funny in Japan as well. Yeah, so, so earnestly. Like, like Oreki's like curling his fist and, and saying it with like, oh, you don't know. It actually means I scream. <laughs> and it's like, I, the thing is a bit of a whiff, guys. I was it doesn't quite so land. Because yeah. it's meant to be like hidden in plain sight is this like uh earnest uh expression of this like suffering uh that was going on at the time and the high school was not so rose colored after all uh and i'm like lol ice cream ice cream <laughs> 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 uh, gotta be like said, yeah. gotta be nice to it because again uh, i'm sure it does not play as hilariously if you're not like you know english or speaking english generally um but it, it is funny. I can. St- it's still pretty. It's still pretty funny. Yeah, and it, like this, um, Chitanda's uncle, who's at the center of all this, the person who gets expelled, is like, 
I don't know, some guy that, like, hangs around and dies in India, and that's why she has to, like, do all this instead of asking him? And it's like, what what's going on there? Like, why was that the, um, <laughs> the like, the, the narrative decision for him to die in India of, like, mysterious causes and never be found? I'm just like, you know, just feels a bit like... I don't know, like, we, we've suddenly got, like, a, a early 20th century explorer guy here, but it's not, like, about that at all. It's just, it was a, just a strange extra note of it all. And, and, um, Araki's um, sister is in India as well for the first couple. Yeah. Months. Um, it's extreme, like, it, it is doing that, but in a sense of, like, exploring the world is, like, a thing that you do, uh, to, like, live your youth or whatever but you can also do it at high school right because he's so much of the first arc is about like his insecurities about do i want a rose-colored high school life and much like the bochi thing i'm laughing because i <laughs> i said in the bochi episode which is the, the position of all anime is that if you uh, don't have friends in middle school it's fine it's not too late if you don't have friends in high school kill yourself uh <laughs> basically um, the, the continued position of uh, all these stories um, because it's very funny how much like pressure is put on this, uh, and I'm just like, ultimately, all these themes are uh, done better in Harahi. I think all of the um, like aloof nature of Kion is so much better than Arahi. Kion's not a secret fucking genius; he's just a moron. Yeah, um, he's also funnier, and it's like more prickly. And while there is um, there are bits of like uh, like. A more ho- overt horniness in Haruhi, you know, now in retrospect with what I know, I would just rather take that crunchiness like every time over well, these characters. The thing with um, uh, Haruhi is it's just more consciously anime, I guess. Like, yeah. It's, uh, y- like, Asahina is a, like, just walking moe blob, right? Like, just, yes. like, that's what she is, is what a character is just to do. It's like playing with that trope intentionally. Um, But because of, like, the, the fact that, like, Haruhi is a show about what it means to be in an anime with these various archetypes and how weird it would be in the real world. Uh, it plays much better when Asahina is doing that stuff as opposed to um, Chitanda, who is a normal girl in a normal high school that they treat much more realistically, but still walks literally everywhere in every walk cycle with her hands by her side going, oh, I'm such a perfect Murray blob. It just it just fits weirder in like the realism like the space yes. that they're going for. Uh I just don't necessarily think it all comes together as well as Harry, which is more consciously um, in like playing with genre. Yeah, no, that's a good way of putting it. It still definitely like has a foot in that more like overtly moe sanded off sensibility as opposed to like Haruhi. So no, Mm -hmm. it's true. Uh, I think the, the second arc is like the peak of the show. I'll say. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. Um, This is where I, there is a showing off Kyoani scene in this that is crazy. It like, and they use it. Yes. <laughs> when it first happens, I was like, you blowing it all on this? But then they, they do go back to it multiple times. Like, okay, I see why you showed. But there is a uh, student film that they make. And it, so it's like, a you know, another take on um, uh, the Asahina short film from um, uh, Harry season one. Um, but the, like, they can now... They do, like, 3D shots, right, of a poorly comp- composited and held camera. Like, a poor, bad amateur camera work yes. composited into 3D backgrounds to, like, show the rotation of how poorly the shot is framed. And I was like, you guys, what are you doing? This is the greatest shit in the world! <laughs> you showed yeah, up! Yeah, um, I, I also, like, I like the um, directing within that, uh, that film a lot, um, where... <laughs> They start doing like these long takes to make every kind of shot. Where and I was just thinking the whole time, well, this is like how Kojima directs, like <laughs> all five and on. This is uh, the uh, skull fate, uh, uh, the um, yes. mana fire shot reverse shot thing, but with yes. one shot. <laughs> <laughs> And then every character in this show would be like, they all have like a working understanding of cinematography for some reason, so they would all immediately object to this. But um. Yeah, I uh, I did really like that. Um, and I think the actual like mystery here is good in the sense that it's not a mystery, and it has to do with um, this one character, Irisu, kind of coercing um, them, but specifically Oreki because he's like a genius, of course, um, into coming up with an end to this movie that is only halfway finished. Um, 
I think it works through that stuff pretty well. Yeah, this was a surreal arc, and the about three episodes in, I was like, what the fuck are any of you talking about? That's not how <laughs> stories work. This isn't how anything works. What's happening here? Uh, as he's, like, trying to find the solution to, like, what the scriptwriter originally tended by, like, taking all the details that are in the, the screenplay and in the film and putting it together and working out exactly what happened and why yes. there was no ending. And he finally figures it out and then realizes he was wrong. And they're like... The third, like the sixth episode, finally reveals that, like, actually, there is no mystery because it's just a screenplay. And I was trying to, like, convince you that it was a mystery when you were actually doing a writing project. And I was like, thank. Okay, so we are getting to the place where I know is true, but we got, like, three episodes through everyone taking, like, it very seriously that you can solve a story before <laughs> yes. it, like, reveals. Like, did you know you can't actually solve a story? And I was like, I did because I, I guess I'm not a 15 year old reading this light novel. <laughs> so it's not mind blowing for me. Instead, I was going crazy during the first bits. Um,. But uh, I do agree that this arc is probably like where the best stuff is because I think the mystery is fun. I think it's a good, fun, little weird yes. mystery of like what's going on with this film. There's like a lot of like, there's more side characters that are just like more, um, you know, prickly, I guess, in a way that's enjoyable. Um, I uh, I think Irisu like being the first person apparently to really like praise Areki, um in his life and so he's like okay well now i will do this thing even though my dedication is to like never do anything um and then for him to figure out that she was just using him i'm like well you know this is pretty good um because he at least has this moment of like doubting himself um but you know it's uh i i also just like it, this almost feels like um uh that game the beginner's guide but like as a uh like anime arc where they're all like <laughs> They're all trying to figure out how the author is as a person, or that that becomes like the, the, their uh, their um, uh, desire in terms of like how to resolve this thing. Um, and there's some well, question of like if that's even possible with this um, context. Araki's like worldview is that creativity is beneath him. He yeah. can't do like it doesn't quite go into explicitly these terms as, as I would like it to, but it puts it on the table of like his worldview is that he finds truth, right? He wants to like figure things out. He is solving things. So the idea that he's just doing the same creative writing that everyone else is doing and is just as valuable to like, sometimes you make a choice and it's a weird one uh, yeah. as every human on earth, like offends, it like genuinely offends him because he, he just sees that as beneath him. And I'm like, why? That's such a weird world for you to have. Um, and I think really interesting because it maps onto a lot of like, you know, the ways in which dudes and fandom specific it's like wiki brain versus fanfic brain rights yes of like i i'm not writing fanfic when i write seven thousand pages of interpretations about what's going on with darth undeadu or whatever uh, <laughs> but that's kind of what he's doing he just he just considers like art to be like it's fine but it's not what he's doing he's too rational for this um, yeah and it's eventually revealed that no it's not how anything works um i thought that stuff was pretty good uh but i did i did kind of wish it like dove further into it it just kind of like reveals that at the end and i'm like i was already there at the start because i know how things work uh i would have liked a little further exploration and also would like um irisu was like do doing it because she thought that her friend's script sucked and wanted to like change it without making her feel bad and this plot involves uh her feigning illness and then her like isc friend like judges her for how like weirdly evil a chess plan this is uh and then that never comes up again. And I'm like, what's going on there? There's a lot of like juicy stuff there that we just kind of like leave out, I guess. Yeah. I, I, this watching this, I was like, well, I think I would rather just, um, watch the version of this. That is like about this film club. And then maybe you'd have like Areki step in for his little bit, but like all the, um, the, the 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 competing theories and like d like clear desires that the other members have in terms of like how they want things to do uh to go is like that's a lot more interesting i think um to like hash that out um but they're like sort of sidelined because like it was just decreed that this guy would get to do it so there's no like um <laughs> i don't know it, it does feel like um like a missed opportunity to some extent even though i do like I did end up like enjoy watching it for the most part. Um, yeah, I think just generally the show has a uh, issue with its character writing in that it'll walk up to like ideas, but won't like 
push them further. Because um, the next two arcs, I'm not going to go into it into detail, but the next two arcs, there's a uh, school festival arc with a whole mystery there that's kind of dumb. Um, but it's fine. But it's not like one of the best ones. I think the school yeah. festival arc is probably the weakest arc of the show. It goes on forever. Uh, and just hitting a lot of like school festival tropes. And I'm like, yep, we're still at the fucking festival. Okay. Uh, and then there's... Um, the final arc which doesn't really like have a single thing it just kind of has a few episodes and then ends yeah uh but the like they walked up to various points of like um fukube is jealous of areki because areki is always the guy solving things and he wants to be the guy solving things but he can't actually get there because he's not a cool tactics guy and i'm like why is this anime is kai uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just worked on the same logic even though it's in a completely different genre and it was took me very off guard um and then there's also the stuff with him and um uh, his not girlfriend who's he's like i deliberately rejected her because i used to be obsessed with winning uh and obsessed with like when i when i got into things i was obsessed and now i'm like detached uh and i didn't want to get with her because i didn't want to become that person again where i couldn't like settle for second best so i'm settling for without her uh and i'm like well that's stupid that's a thing you shouldn't do um which Areki does say yeah uh, but it doesn't like get resolved and we don't like sit with it like what does he do now like that's a weird teenage it, it's it's weird because they like hand wave. He he calls um uh, uh Ibarra at the end of the episode, and then you see them briefly again the next episode, and it's like oh yeah we're 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 fine we're normal, and it's like well I would have liked to have seen that you know. <laughs> I, I just want um, like more episodes diving into like we we get all these conflicts we put them on the table right and we have like yeah we have we got this 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 film lady who's like doing weird death note plans to change to literally change her friend's art because she thinks it sucks uh with no but in a way where she'll never get like found out for that yeah right? like like super evil selfish thing to do over a fucking terrible uh school film that no one cares about um and it's just like a weird worldview to have. Put that out there, and then that character's never revisited because we have to go back to uh, Araki and Chitanda. Well, kind she of she briefly comes up in the school festival arc, right? But only to be like she she tells Chitanda like how to be like her, and then the only thing at the end is like mm, you shouldn't do that because you're not good at my like evil manipulation. <laughs> but it's not like actually critical of like how she is. <laughs> it's just like mm, that 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 didn't work out for you personally. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't. I don't necessarily need it to be like critical because I. I, yeah. I, I always love when someone's being evil and manipulative in a television Same. show. Uh, who doesn't? I just wanted like more engagement with the like friction points of the characters. Uh, I think the show like steps back from the edge of these conflicts uh, is a little too nice core sometimes. Yes, but no, that's a good not, way of putting it. Yeah. But not nice core enough to be like chaos when literally there is no conflict. The, the biggest conflict in season one is that Yui got a cold. Uh, like <laughs> it still has the points of friction and the interesting things that it can dig into. It just kind of chooses to sit, like set them aside, um, and so it ends up being like a kind of frustrating show character-wise. When I think that like it could have been, uh, could have hit a lot harder uh, on yeah. on its points. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Um, let me think. There's also this bit with uh, Ibarra where she. Um, she has this whole discussion during the school festival arc where uh she uh is having this argument with the um the the like manga club another person in the manga club um about if it, if if there can be such a thing as a, a a classic that everyone would recognize as such um just some things are inherently a classic um i was a bit confused by this cuz that's not how that works but uh well this whole yeah, arc like and even the stuff with um uh the uh the film thing there is definitely a ping pong-esque uh like sub plot's too strong but there is a, a string of ideas running through the show about like natural talent and jealousy and, yes like, what it means to like be uh something that can like you know make things that are beautiful uh and solve every mystery and how will everyone react to that and is it like a nice way to be is it like what does it mean to be special uh, but it never like rises to be like a central central theme. It's just constantly in the show, but I don't think it really does much with it. Other than the show does seem to like. Do you think it's real? Do you think the thing was real or not? Because I'm like when when uh, Araki was being like praised and told you're super special. That's why you have to do this. He was explicitly yeah. being manipulated. To. That was that was not true. That was that was a lie. Yes, uh, <laughs> to get him to do something. But. Uh, when Fukube is following him and is like, I have to figure out how to be second best because I, I wanted to solve things, but I could never solve things like him because I'm just a database. It's presented as like, 
ontologically true. Like, not just like a thing that is true right now, like an immutable yeah. fact of the universe that he has to deal with. This this is this is a weird thing about the show, too, because uh, Fukube literally goes around and just announces himself as a database in a way that is concerning. Um, <laughs> where he's just like, well, I can't go- draw any conclusions myself, but you can ask Hareki, and he knows what to do. And then... Um, the show just bears that out while weirdly also bringing up the fact that he's changed over time. Um, so, you know, it's like he can change in certain ways, but he can, he can never hope to have the, the God given talents of a you know, that's, that's, that's out of his reach. Um, and you know, it's not a very good, um, examination of like what is talent and, you know, what does that even mean? Um, it's not this ping pong situation like you bring up. Yeah, no, because like ping pong is like about staying that in the face and then has that um, mm-hmm. truly incredible ending where like pong- <laughs> the bit where they're just standing on the like beach five years later and none of it fucking matters. It's so good at ping pong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, I guess we were just playing table tennis for in high school. It wasn't like a real thing that mattered. Um, and there's no self-awareness here about this. And I'm like, I don't. I don't really know where I meant to like sit as a conclusion on these ideas because, like I said, occasionally when it's critical of Areki, it is like talking about these things as like a construction that are being used to manipulate him. But with everyone else, it's just a fact. Areki is better than them, uh, and they should learn to accept their place uh, and stop being insecure about it. Is basically the like arc with the Fukube goes on. Uh, yes, and I'm like, that's such a weird arc. One of your main characters in your television show. <laughs> yes. I'm always going to be your Watson or whatever. Like, it's just... Especially when, like, isn't Areki's entire thing that he's, like, useless? And he's like, oh, I'm so low energy. I don't get into... Th- shouldn't, like, Fakube be more sociable and have more, like, things going on and have more interesting, like, just ways to uh, click into his life, I guess? Uh, yeah, I they, they, was- they really, like, take... Um, the show takes, like... He he describes himself at one point as like being someone a uh, 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 a tourist through different things. Like he just is in all these different clubs and has all these different um, interests and stuff like that. But he doesn't commit himself fully to anything, which is like kind of interesting. But Oreki is not committing himself fully to anything. Oreki is just like given <laughs> the ability to just you know do like. Hannibal police procedural powers where he can just figure out everything in his mind. Um, it's, you know, it's just not actually a, um, yeah, it's just bizarre. Well, it's like Areki is meant to be, uh, aloof and, uh, above it all and not like getting engaged with clubs and doing all these things. Cause he doesn't want to like engage socially with everyone else. Yeah. But, uh, which puts him in contrast to the other characters. But then when we meet the other characters, even though they have different personalities, right? Like Chitanda has a different personality to Areki. Uh, she doesn't have any other friends. Uh, we don't see her other friends. We don't see her the rest of her life outside of this. We don't see him like interact with people in a way that would make him understand that like, this is what being, you know, uh, expressive and driven will get you. And like yeah. the ways in which that changes your life. Everyone else is just as stuck to their archetypes and roles and actually has to like, constantly deal with how cool he is and how much cooler he is than all of them it is I, it's bizarre it's absolutely the thing dragging down the show the most for me is that despite it's like literary pretending is about trying to like talk about what it means to uh overcome your listlessness and perceive the world and all the small mysteries within it um it's still working on this framework where the protagonist is the coolest guy in the world and everyone's life revolves around them even if like narratively it's trying to say something else chitana yeah. should have other friends other than this one guy who can solve some mysteries because it doesn't it's not about how she's also lonely it like it, yeah, makes, it and- kind of gestures to that occasionally but not really yeah, because her whole thing is that like she's part of this um uh she's part of this rich family and has like different duties in this like village of hers, but that's not ever really a conflict. That's just like a thing that she does sometimes. Um, it's just like anime backstory number one. It never it never comes up. It truly like other than her like uncle, it truly never comes up that she's like I'm yes. torn between school and this my duties to my family. No, she to- she just wants to do everything she can for her family, and there's no um, you know, it would be a basic thing, right? But there's no like conflict there about like oh I'm you know have to 
do these things for my family and I'm put in this position. It's just another thing that makes her like the perfect Moe girl. Um, and it's not that I need it to be like high conflict, but I do, I do wish yeah. the character other than Areki were defined in ways that weren't just their relationship to Areki is I guess yeah. what, what I mean. And the, the main, the, the biggest one of those is the, um, uh, the other two's crush. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> it gets completely unresolved. Why? <laughs> the fact that episode 21 is about that crush and the, re- the like revelations that like he's been aware of it the whole time and has been doing ridiculous like Batman plots to avoid hooking up with her. Uh, and then episode 22 is not to do with that. Nothing. They're, they're, yeah. they're just normal again. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, it's fine. We talked. You know, it's fine. But I, yeah, I actually quite liked episode 21 and just, just in terms of the extremity of what he's doing, like I'm, I enjoyed him being so cowardly. Like, I think that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm, same, but yeah, you're right. Like it just, I it just, just kind of inherently as a setup. I read it as a yeah. setup for part two. <laughs> it just didn't happen. I was like, oh, was that resolved? Was that the resolution? Yeah. Was that, was yeah. Okay. I, I thought we were going to talk about this, but apparently we'll just, he's just going to continue to be a fucking coward uh, and, and we'll just carry on with our lives, I guess. Yeah. And like, I feel like I feel this, this show is weird because I think it is. um So like, it's based on these novels. Right. And I think there yes. are six novels. Um, I think that's and, right. And five of them had come out by the time of this show's airing. So okay. presumably they adapted everything. And then like a sixth novel came out that I would imagine maybe ties things together a bit more. Um, but I feel like the adaptation is trying to spin a lot of this stuff in this like melancholy way of like, oh, these characters have to change, but they are only in 10th grade. So they cannot yet make those <laughs> steps, but they will consider them. Uh, maybe a little further down the line, they'll make those changes. But, you know, the specifics of what those are and, you know, as we've been talking about are like, you know, not that satisfying, I think. Um, it definitely made me think like, Kieran could probably stand to write their own anime. Um, yeah. Because... Harry had this too. I really like Harry, but it also doesn't have an ending because uh, it's adapting light novels that weren't finished and still aren't finished. Um, yeah. Just a true, true fact. Is, and I'm like, you, you don't have to keep adapting these light novels, guys. You can, you can do your own thing. I think it <laughs> might actually be a little better. Um, and I, I can't like, you know, I don't know exactly what their process, but I know, I know like this isn't part of that, but I know that eventually like Kiwani has a whole like light novel scheme set up like to, to, uh, like where a lot of the modern adaptations come from. There's like a competition that they run uh, that produces light novels and some of those light novels get chosen by them um, to like be animated. I, th- yeah. I, I don't know exactly. I know there's like a whole, they've got a whole system. That's interesting. Yeah, because I'm reading their um, Wikipedia page now of just like their productions and literally everything is like adaptation of a light novel, adaptation of a visual novel, adaptation of a manga. Like, um, I don't know. They've got like the... Um, the backroom talent have to just kind of do anything well, I think. I, you know, yes, I, I agree with you, you know. Um, and, and it's, it's weird to talk about because you know, there was the um, the fire and everything, like the yes. director of the show died, and all of the staff, like a lot of the staff members that made the classic eras of Kira animation are literally dead now because of a fucking, yeah, awful man doing an arson attack. Um, which definitely makes talking about all this stuff a little weird at this point, yes. Um, um yeah, I mean, but, like, that's all to say that, like, you know, Kyoto Animation is on, in many ways, like, one of the best to do it, um, yes. especially now. Um, so, you know, uh, it's it's a hope for the future. Um, and, I mean, there's shows they're making that I like. I, um, uh, I've i talked about uh, Sound Euphonium on my own podcast, and I think that show is, like, tremendous and does a lot of things that this does with high school, but, like, you know, with characters that have... Uh, conflicts that are interesting um mm-hmm. and consistent and like you know extend throughout years of time in a way that's really satisfying and interesting whereas this just just you know just kind of sputters out at the end um like i assume you know if maybe they'd adapted um this sixth novel that there might be like a better ending on things but it just it doesn't it doesn't really feel like it is wrapping together its various themes um in any kind of specific way by the end it's just kind of like you you can really tell that the uh the anime is like four disconnected novels because like yes we, we talked about the um 
romantic, like cowardly plot with uh, Satoshi. Uh, but literally the last, his entire thing about like, I used to be obsessed with winning, but now I'm like at peace with not trying is completely contradicted by what he was doing three episodes ago, but that was in a novel that was released like four years before. Right. Like, yes. Uh, like why was he following, um, Araki and trying to like, what if I'm the one to solve it this time? If his next arc is going to be, I used to care, but now I don't, uh, like, I don't, I don't understand how these things all cohere. And you can really tell that's because that they're from like novels that were just single books released years apart rather than the one continuous, uh, thing that was made. Yeah, and it does end up making the show feel, like, weirdly fractured in that way, where there's just, like, these clear lines around the arcs that it, like, tries to get around, but, yeah, like you're saying, it just, like, there's weird shit like that. Um, um, yeah. But, yeah, but, like, even though I was, like, kind of down on... I was down on some of, like, the thematic and character ideas as, as it went. It's still, you know, it, it's still uh, Kiwani at the peak of its powers. Uh, yes. Really really bring in the thing they do um i I, is, I enjoyed the first episode you know um where he's got like uh he like tr- tricks chitanda about you know uh this club that doesn't exist and you know fukube's like you know just the, the the poking at him for being like you know this person doesn't want to do anything like it's one of those rote ideas but i thought it was done pretty well um but it's uh you know then that's just like it doesn't really Oreki never really develops um considerably in any way so oh no Oreki has like negative kind of yes traits. he just <laughs> is the cool guy who solves things and is kind of above it all um and yeah there's the one episode later on which is like a good gag in that it's about them like an announcement comes over the radio uh, over like the tannoy not the radio but like to like can someone come to the office basically. Uh, and from the like the phrasing of his announcements and the specifics of what time it was given, uh, he brushed up this whole theory. And he's like, the whole point of this theory is to show that like the theories are just making stuff up. You can't act, like it's me- it's not meant to be a real one. And then he like yes. sees a newspaper clipping later that proves that everything that he thought was real. Um, and it's meant to be a funny gag, and it is kind of funny, but it doesn't work very well when the entire show is about how super smart he is. I'm like, am I meant to be reading who's actually genius? Like, he could, you can't tell what's happening from the phrasing of a fucking thing on a tannoy. And that was meant to be the point of this whole thing. Um, but it ends up being true anyway, and I'm like, I, I get the gag. It's a funny gag, and it does, like, thematically completely undermine the entire show. <laughs> like, well, that yeah. He just has, like... He's just going to be working on police uh, procedurals. He's he's just growing up to be that guy. Yeah, he's just BBC Sherlock. He's yeah. the guy. He basically at all times he's doing the famous thing where <laughs> he literally happens. has mind palaces. Yeah, every single time anyone of a certain age uh, like fucks up putting their charger in their phone, uh, and they go, <laughs> "Man, I guess I must be alcoholic." That's what he's doing at all times. That's basically all he does. <laughs> um, it's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else. Um, it it was fine. It. it was fine. Yeah. Yes, it was totally fine. It was nice to see a county show that looked good, super good. Definitely not one of my favorites of theirs, but uh, still, still a good time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, I do feel like Kyoani is just like, Truly because their fundamentals are just so strong, even something like this that's just kind of, like, uh, doesn't really commit hard to any, like, you know, it doesn't commit hard in either direction to being, like, more of a drama or, like, just something purely fun like K-On. It is still at least, like, very pleasant um, and occasionally interesting. Um, Yeah. Man, yeah. Ninja Joe was the year before. Ninja Joe was the fucking year before. They were truly on top of the world. Uh, yeah. God. Uh, okay. Um, well, thank you for joining us. Do you want to plug anything? Yeah. So I do a plug. Um, uh, sorry, I do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, called uh, TVH, an anime podcast with my friend uh, Sene, um, where we cover about five or six episodes of anime a week. Um, or movie or something of that nature. Um, and we've covered stuff like uh, Brain Powered, which we've had Jackson on for. That's true. And uh, we've slowed down a bit this year, but we've still got episodes on uh, 
the Twelve Kingdoms, which uh, was the worst show we've watched, uh, and oh, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Shiki, which is like um, a really cool vampire horror anime, um, and also uh, we just finished up Mushishi, uh, which is a uh, classic Madhouse um, adaptation of the same manga, uh, which was pretty good. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Flowers of Evil um, next, uh, which is like a psychological. Oh, nice horror anime that I've been interested in. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's rotoscoped, um uh, which is neat. And uh Blue Gender after that. So if any of that sounds is that interesting. The, um, that, that is, is that the Takahashi? Yes, that's the horror mecha anime from um uh, Armor Trooper Vonum's uh, is a uh, Takahashi, yeah. We ended up not doing either of them, but there was a point where we were going to do Oh right, we were going to do Cross Ange and either it was either going to be Blue Gender or Garasaki to the two like nineties Takahashi shows. Yes, and then we looked at the like um, log line for both of them, uh, and Garasaki was like, uh, I remember exactly, but it was like the UN intervened in some stupid show. That one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Yes, <laughs> Blue Gender, much more of just a, a abstract Mac anime, I think. Yes, uh, not doing the dumb politics in the same way. No, um, it is you'll, not. You'll um, yes, I'm. Uh, I'm definitely interested, and it's like I think one of the you know one of the final shows to be on cells. So that's always cool. Oh damn, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. Uh, watching- I'm expecting it to be good at worst. So it's watching the. Um, I think it's Neo Get a Robo versus Shin Get a. Robo. I forget the exact. They've all got Get a Robo names, but it's the yes. second Get a Robo OVA. It's the four episode OVA. It's like two thousand and one on cells, sixty nine on cells. It's so good. One of the best looking anime you could ever get. I uh, would strongly recommend people go seek that one out. It's kind of dumb. It's not like a, necessarily a great Get a Robo story, but it does look incredible. If only, uh, if only could have kept going. Their time of cells. <laughs> you look at um, Shin Gatorobi, which is the, like 12 episode OVA that like, comes out a couple years later from the same director, and they've switched fully over Digipaint by that point, and it is over. It we could not this, be more over. We call this the um, the gap between uh, the Big O seasons one and two. Uh, yeah. And the Big O season two looks fucking good. For like Digipaint anime, it's oh, yeah. great. They, they- a lot of great Digipaint shows, even from that uh, time period, but yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see everyone uh, a little time later. Uh, technically, we have announced Terror in Resonance as our next episode, but again, uh, please look in the feed and also the Discord and I guess the Patreon for any announcements as to like how things may change uh, when M's uh, back home. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'll let you know on the schedule on that soon. Uh, I assume they'll be home in a couple days uh, and we'll figure it out from there. Uh, but I don't know. So just letting everyone know that I don't know, I guess. Uh, please uh, look forward to announcements in the future. Um, if if Emily takes some more time off, I will find a way to fill in with other episodes. Uh, so that's all I, That's all to say. Uh, please uh, check out, uh, you know, if you want to follow me, I'm at off on Twitter.com uh, or co-host or occasionally Blue Sky, maybe. Uh, that's the one I use the least. Um, I'm at Ghost Girl Music. Find- yeah. Yeah. You are on Ghost Gun Music. It's true. That's true. Um, you can find the podcast at abnormalmapping.com and support them at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping, uh, which I would uh, strongly suggest you do if you enjoy them uh, because M's going to need to pay for some medical care. So <laughs> uh, uh, that's my pitch. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. you